And good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. Let me turn you up here. Oh, cool. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned up on your end, not on my end. Yeah, okay. Here well, we good go. morning, Dick. Yeah, good. Glad to be here, Larry. Yes, all right. <laughs> uh, final day of November. How about and that? You bet. Cycle in yeah, we're going to be going into December, and it's going to be a pretty hectic three weeks here till Christmas break with all the sports going on. So. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, we head into December, and all the sports pretty much are going to be going mm-hmm. on now as yep. uh, wrestling will get underway. Yeah, this here. big week, uh, yeah, uh, wrestling. Uh, we'll talk about NGL a little bit here yep. right just off the start. Uh, um, they're opening up this weekend at uh, Black River Falls Tournament, which is a, a new tournament for them, a lot more localized. Last couple of years, they'd been going over to Slinger and wrestling a lot of D1 schools. But uh, uh, this year, a lot of new kids, Larry, a lot of young kids. But uh, from what I understand, most of the weights are filled. Okay. And we'll know more about them actually after this tournament. But they've also got a couple of new faces, a couple of new old faces <laughs> on the coaching staff. Um, Kenny Fremont has returned to be an assistant this year, along with Carl Opelt. Oh, okay. So okay. a lot of experience and a lot of wins under their belt. Right. And I think that's going to be a big help to longtime coach Scott Bryant with these young kids. So, so uh, where do you think? Uh, their weights are going to be that they're going to be the top ones. You think? Um, Dane looked around. I would think he would fall. A senior from Loyal, I would think he'd fall in the 180, maybe 195 range. He should be a strong contender to go to state. Um, when Hudson uh, Sebesta Opelt gets healthy, he will be strong, and I look for him to wrestle in the 160, 170 range. If he gets back, he will definitely be a state contender. Um, I look for big things from uh, Dane's little brother, Jake, looked her on, and I think he's going to be in the, probably that 160 range. Uh, had a pretty decent freshman year last year, and I look for him to be hopefully get at least be a sectional qualifier this year. And then a couple of guys that really got their feet wet last year, one was uh, Braxton Couth. Braxton actually wrestled up a weight last year. He, was, he wrestled 220, which... Yeah, for a freshman, Larry is very difficult. Yeah. He only weigh 195, <laughs> about 195 pounds. But uh, uh, Braxton, I think, is going to have a good year for them too. I, I look for him to be strong. But uh, a lot of wins and a lot of uh, uh, ter- big wins for uh, that have left the, the program, Larry. You know, you start right. talking uh, Luke Dukes, Gunnar Hoffman. You know, four trips to state each. Derek Chernitz, two trips to state. Yeah, and then. Uh, Keegan Anding, Carter Shangarth, both a couple times uh, state qualifier. A lot of wins and a lot of leadership uh, to make up there. So Yeah. All right. Well, it should be an interesting yeah. uh, wrestling season coming up for yeah. uh, Nielsville Greenwood Loyal. Got a couple other wrestling notes. Uh, yeah. One, one the sad note, Larry. Um, longtime Wisconsin Rapids coach Louis Bennett's passed away this week at uh, age 81. Um, Louis uh, coached one year at Menominee before coming to the Rapids in 1966 where he had over 700 dual wins, dual match wins, and 17 team, team state championships. Yeah, they were pretty yeah, They so, were pretty tough back in the day. And this last year, he did have, on a personal note, one big last one. His, his grandson, Braden Scolds from Kewaskum, uh, was a four-time state champion in oh, Division II. Wow. So, and I, we, we always talked about it, hope how Louie never could get that kid to wrestle in Rapids. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Braden was a four-time state champion, and now he's on scholarship at the University of Illinois. So, oh, okay. So. All right. And then I've got a couple of college notes, too, here, Larry. Yep. Uh, Stephen Buchanan, uh, NGL alumnus, off to a very strong start at the University of Oklahoma. He's 5-0. and 0. 
including a championship at the Michigan State Open. And Stephen is wrestling at 197 pounds. And this weekend, uh, Friday night, the Sooners wrestle at Missouri, which should be a tremendous match. And then Sunday they are at West Virginia. So he's highly ranked in the nation. Right yeah, now. he's up. He's in the top five for sure. Yeah. I haven't seen the rankings myself, but yeah, he should. He is definitely going to be a you know a national tournament contender. So yeah, he will yeah. be right up there at 197. On a local note too, um, Janine Bethea, who's I believe a 2019 graduate of Niels O'Leary, is wrestling for the UW Stevens Point women's team and wrestling at 116 pounds this year. She is eight and three on the season. She opened the season third at the Luther Open, which is in Iowa, and then uh, early a couple weeks ago at a tournament in uh, Eau Claire, she was first. So uh, Janine uh, do off to a really good start. Uh, the Pointers wrestle at the Carthage tournament this Sunday. So all right, so there you go. Some college wrestlers yeah. uh, from this area yep. uh, doing very well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, before we go on, we've got to congratulate again uh, Paris Opel. Yeah, one thousand points. What a, what a remarkable you know any any time a player gets a thousand points, that's tremendous. Yeah, you know they've been on that varsity court four years and been a big uh, leadership role. And of course. This is a big thing for their family because that's number two in their family too. So right, you yeah. don't see too many families get two, two uh, uh, siblings and the thousand point club, and that's a pretty big deal for Ryan and Sonny Opel. You so. bet. Uh, Paris had twenty one in the other night uh, to lead Wisconsin or to lead uh, Nielsville to that win over Mondovi. She now has a thousand nine yep. in and her career. She's going to add quite a bit to that before the season's over. Well, too, I think so. so. I think so. But uh, Warriors ranked ninth in the first division rankings of the year. So yeah, so, so, and. Uh, you know, we had our coaches show, preview show, over in uh, Marshfield last <laughs> night, and uh, they were talking a little bit about Nielsville. Yeah. You know, they, they, it always comes up with Oh, boy, I tell you. Coaches. Yeah, they were, they were uh, you know, they're impressed at how yeah. Nielsville. But one of the things they're really impressed with is they said the two girls that are coming in as freshmen now yeah. are, uh, you know, it's like they, they don't know what happens over here in Nielsville, yeah. what they put in the water. But, yeah, they mesh right in. Yeah. You know, it's just. And I two think, girls left last year for graduation, yeah. and two men, two more come right back in. Yeah, you know, and I think that starts way back at the youth, Larry. With yeah, Judy Littner starting these kids in third and fourth, and putting the fundamentals in, and 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 Coach John Geyer having his fingerprints on the program all the way up. Yeah, you know, so. and that's what I told the the one yeah. coach. So what's the secret? I go, I think it's the youth. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, but you know, winning at the varsity level over the years yeah. has really increased your youth yeah, wanting to play. Yeah, yeah. These kids, they see, the, you know, you go back to the uh, the, Litt the Littner girls and all. This, this These kids want to be like them. Right, you know, yeah. It's a, you know, it's a, they're, they're icons in Nilso, and, uh, you know, just kids want to be like them, and, and it's fun. You know, you, you go to some of these games when they have the third and fourth graders perform at halftime. Some of these kids have tremendous skills. Yes, they do. Third and fourth, and. And then you look at, at, at the volunteers at the levels taking these kids to North all Northwest tournaments yeah. and things like and just really a lot of lot a lot of loyalty to the program all the way up. So, yeah, and if you want to see some of that uh, yeah. young talent, they've got a, a tournament coming up Saturday. Yep. Up at uh, Nielsville yeah, Schools. Yeah. A lot of all, a lot of teams. All, all Northwest or whatever they call it. Yeah, and I think all the gyms are gonna be used too. Yeah, and that's yeah, it's a lot of games in a day. Yeah, you know, it is. And, yeah. And it brings a lot of people in the Nielsville. You so, bet. So. You know, and you talk about some of these young kids that are looking up to the uh, the older kids and how they want to, you know, maybe emulate what they did. Yeah. 
you know, and some of these freshmen that are coming in right now are are some of those girls that oh, you know grew up with yeah the Jenny know, Linders and yeah, those. you know Jenny Lindner graduated in 2014, which is nine years ago. So somebody like Maddie Davel would have been in third, right there, third, yeah, you know, probably second grade actually. Yeah, you know, but so, still growing up, you know, and, yeah, and trying they, to, yeah, they are. I yeah, mean, look at these know, girls and, now. And Jenny's success at the college level too. Yeah, and 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 bring that back to the program too. So. Yeah, and now you got Paris with a thousand points. So yep. you know, girls are going to look yep. up to that. And you know, and we talked about on the ride home from Stratford, you can probably etch down Maddie Davel sometime in the future too. Probably not to put pressure on her shoulders <laughs> or not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's she's one you got to be looking yeah. at down the line. So that's so, right. That's so, right. Yeah. So, so uh, girls basketball. Uh, let's see. They are going to be at Greenwood next Tuesday. To yeah, open they their get a little season. So. Get a little break. A week yep. break. Yep. So they, yeah, they've. You know, kind of nice start. They, you know, three and one, uh, uh, pretty good lineup that they went through. Athens and then a tough loss against McDonald, but went down to Toma and then Mondovi. And uh, I think they're ready for the conference season. Yeah, so, yeah. They've got yeah. one coming up on uh, the 11th of December when they host Fall Creek. That'll okay. be an uh, interesting yeah, matchup there. Fall Creek is uh, off to a pretty good start too. So, and they, I believe they are ranked in the state. I believe so. All right. Then we look at uh, boys basketball. Uh, the boys. Kind of struggling a little bit as far as scoring. The defense yeah. has been on. Defense has been good, but, yeah. and uh, the hustle has been there. Yeah. Really struggling to find an identity, I yeah. think, on offense, Larry. You know, it, and we've talked about it. You know, for three years, the emphasis was on, not the emphasis, but Drew Brown was the guy that they turned to for the big shot. They have not found that individual yet, yeah. or, or the group of individuals that can do it. But I think they keep hustling the way they are and playing defense. It'll they're they're going to be fine. It'll come. You know, it's, It'll come. Uh, you know that was a that was a very good game up at two scrappy teams up at Stratford the other night, and it could have gone either way. As could have the Alma Center Lincoln right. team, and yeah. and people are going to find out Alma Center Lincoln was a very good ball club too. Yeah, they won the other night yeah, as so, well. So you know, so yeah, it, and also they've got a couple of tall tests coming up. You know, Durand uh, tomorrow night. You know, and Durand brings some nice height. The Hurlbert kid is about six four, and I forget the other kid's name, but he's about six six. So, yeah, and then. Uh, they're going to go up to Marathon Monday night, and Grant Warren there, who's a, a I believe a D two or D one prospect, he's six nine. Yeah, you know, yeah. so so they're you know Nielsel matches up pretty good with their height against them, but uh, it's the play they've got to find ways to score. Yep. That's the big thing right now. Yeah, so. two two games and two point losses yes, so far. Yeah, actually, and and both games they had leads in both games too. So. And yeah. I guess if you're looking at it defensively, they've held both teams they played in yeah. the 40s. Yep. Yeah, but exactly. unfortunately, unfortunately, they haven't gotten yeah. out of the fourth. And the high scores from both teams too. Um, I forget uh, the kid from Alma Center's name, but then you had Schmidt the other night. They held him to six points. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was Bruzowitz from the outside and Zaleski that were the guys that gave, did the damage. But uh, right. they have done a really nice job on the high scores all so far. So. Yeah, and uh, Nielsville again uh, at Durand, Arkansas tomorrow night. You can hear that game on ninety two seven. WPKG and Monday at Marathon also on 927 mm-hmm. uh WPKG uh then they have one more road game and then they then they finally get some home games yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I believe they start their conference season at Greenwood yes. later on next week so yep and then yeah. they have uh five games no check that uh, four games before uh, the Christmas break yep. at home yep so, so there you go yeah a little home cook and that's always helps to get back in the field house so. yes indeed <laughs> yes uh, both boys and girls uh, coaches polls are out you can check those out on our website cwbradio.com uh, uh, boys and girls hockey uh, the Black River Falls co-op of course uh, features some 
Uh, Nielsville yeah. kids, and uh, I think there's like five boys that yeah, are the playing. Tiger, uh, the Tiger boys are off to a one to three in season start. They, I believe, they go to Altoona tonight, and they uh, take on Ram, which yes. Ram, Ram stands for Regis Altoona McDonald. By the way, yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, uh, Nielsville Grant, play, uh, Ryan Magnuson, and Zach Magnus, and Wyatt Hanna from Nielsville, and then. Uh, Caleb Shaso and uh, Sox Straditsky. Yeah, Sox uh, are all members of the Tiger uh, hockey team down there, so good for them. Um, I did see Magnus had a, uh, an assist uh, one assist, of the games yep, yes, he did. earlier so, this year. Yep, so so they're off to a good start. And then on the girls' side, they're off to a one and two. Um, they're off till Tuesday when they travel to Marshfield to play Wisconsin Valley Union. And we have three uh, young ladies there, uh, Jordan Berg, uh, she has a goal this season already. Uh, Clarissa Canfield, she has an assist on the season. And then uh, the one and only Sydney Magnuson, who in two games at goalie, Larry, is 1-1. One one. She has a 91.2 save percentage. She's faced 102 shots and stopped 93. Wow. <laughs> she's doing well. She's doing good. Doing she, well. She's a tremendous goalie. and uh, So good luck to these guys. They're, you know, you they, bet. They, they, I'll tell you what, it takes a lot of... Uh, Let's say determination to play hockey because you got to travel so much here. Yes, you yes, know, so, yes, with and, the co-op. Yeah. And these kids, are, are you guys doing a game later on the season? Uh we'll probably plan on doing one. Yep. Okay, we can yeah. get uh, maybe Matt back from yeah, Maryland. Flying Matt for the. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said he was uh, planning on possibly coming back for the uh, Cranberry Cup. Okay, That'd be in great. February, so yeah, or later Henry January. Do a very nice job. Yes, so. they do. Yes, so. a lot better job than I would ever do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to where are they now here today. Okay, Larry, we're going to go up to Edgar, and we're going to talk about Lincoln Berg. And Lincoln is a 2002 graduate of Edgar High School. Lincoln was a four-year letter winner on the Tiger Edgar football team, excuse me, not Tiger, Edgar Wildcat football team. His freshman year, the Wildcats were 13-1. and They were Merriwood Conference Championship that year, qualifying for the WI Division V playoffs, where they would advance all the way to the championship game, where they would lose to Wrightstown 29-8. Lincoln played mainly special teams, carried the ball 10 times for 38 yards, and had eight tackles on defense. His sophomore year, the uh, Wildcats were 14-0, winning the Merriwood Championship and qualifying for the WI Division V playoffs, where they would advance to the championship game, where they would defeat Iola Scandinavia 22-6 for the title. Lincoln started on defense at linebacker for the Wildcats and led the Wildcats with 92 tackles and two fumble recoveries and was a first-team all Merwood selection on defense. His junior year, the uh, Wildcats were 13-1. They were Merwood Conference champs qualifying for the WI Division V playoffs where they would advance to the championship game, losing to Osseo Fairchild 32-6. Lincoln started at running back that year and carried the ball 142 times for 785 yards and eight touchdowns, and on defense, he led the Wildcats with 107 tackles, two pass interceptions, and a fumble recovery. He was first-team all-conference on defense and second-team on offense and was a Channel 7 All-Star on defense. His senior year, the Wildcats were 12-2, qualifying for the WI Division V playoffs where they would again make it to the championship game where they would defeat Kenosha St. Joseph's 8-0 to win the title. Lincoln rushed for 1,185 yards and 16 touchdowns and led the Wildcats with 118 tackles, four pass interceptions, and two fumble recoveries. He was first-team all Merwood on offense and defense and was Merwood Defensive Player of the Year. 
He was named a Channel 7 All-Star on defense and honorable mention All-State. He was also named to the Wisconsin Coaches Association All-Star game. In the winter, Lincoln was a three-year letter winner on the Edgar basketball team. His sophomore year, the Wildcats were 14-10, and 10, losing in the regional finals to Owen Withey. Lincoln averaged seven points and four rebounds per game. His junior year, the Wildcats were 12-11, and 11, losing in the regional semis to Marathon. Lincoln led the Wildcats in scoring with 16 points per game and was named first team All-Marywood. His senior year, the Wildcats were 8-13 on the season. Lincoln led the team in scoring with 15 points per game and again was named first team All-Marywood. In the spring, Lincoln was a three-year letter winner on the Edgar baseball team. His sophomore year, uh, the Wildcats were 6-13. Lincoln, starting at catcher, batted 275 with six RBIs. His junior year, the Wildcats were 14-8, losing in the regional finals to Rib Lake. Lincoln batted 325 with 14 RBIs and was named first team all-conference. His senior year, Edgar was 14-7, losing to Stratford in the regional final. Lincoln hit 310 with one home run and 16 RBIs and was a first-team All-Merwood selection. After graduation, Lincoln enrolled at UW-Stevens Point and joined the Pointer football program. His freshman year, the Pointers were 8-2. Lincoln played special teams and backed up at linebacker, had seven tackles on the season. His sophomore year, he had 11 tackles as a backup as the Pointers were 6-4 that year. His junior year, the Pointers were 4-6. Lincoln had 19 tackles and a fumble recovery. His senior year, the Pointers were 6-4. Lincoln, now a starter at linebacker, had 76 tackles with five TFLs. He also had four interceptions and three fumble recoveries, one which he returned for a touchdown. He was named second team All-WIAC that year. Lincoln graduated from UW-Stevens Point in 2006 with a bachelor's degree in business administration with a minor in economics. Today, Lincoln is a retail market specialist, uh, retail market president at BMO Harris Bank in Madison. Lincoln and his wife Maria and their three children reside in Wanakee, Wisconsin, outside of Madison. Lincoln Berg, Larry, you know, after doing those three games we did for Edgar this year yeah. and looking at the box scores, from their championship games that he was on, the names were the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a there, Harrison Gravine, his dad played. The Strite Boys' dad played. Okay, you know, and I said, you know, you take Lincoln Berg, and he has Carter Butt written all over him. Oh, okay, you know, with yeah, the Russian, right, the, yeah. You know, I said it's it's very remarkable that program never changes. No, said, <laughs> no, they just uh, they just insert another player, yeah, yeah, yeah. into that spot, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm sure before Jerry leaves, we'll have great-grandchildren playing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, yes. Uh, speaking of high school uh, football coaches, uh, Jim yeah. Hagan stepping down at yeah, Colby. Yeah, kind of a little bit surprised to me. Jim had six years on the job as the head man, a lot of years in the program under uh, Jeff Rosemeyer. Yeah. I, I think he also started under Dwayne Tesca, too, back, mm, okay. back in the day. He could have, yeah. Yeah, you know, but uh, kind of surprised. But, uh, you know, I think Jim, is, he's put, put his heart and soul into that program, and now just going to concentrate on being athletic director. Well, so, you know, people might think, you know, he hasn't been there that long as head coach, but like you said, yeah. he's been with the program yeah. for 33 he, years. He so. has been a constant. Yeah. And he's seen a lot of good things, you know. And I say, you know, yeah, they'll look at his coaching record and, you know, maybe, you know, 57 wins, I think it was 17 losses or yeah. something like that. But yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be the Bob Hyland or the Jerry Sims. Right, but no. He's still put a, a heck of a stamp on that Kobe program. Oh, yes, and but, it'll be interesting to see who takes the spot. Yeah, it's, you know, there's some guys that have been on that sideline. You know, Robbie Smazel 
has been the offensive coordinator for many years over there. I think he's got a chance. Who knows? You know, yeah. who wants to step up? You know, it's right. a big responsibility. And you know, sometimes and Robbie is not a teacher at the school, so sometimes it's easier mm. being a teacher yeah. than running the program that sure. way. So, but yeah. uh, you know, looking at that list of coaches with the wins and. You wonder why coaches can't move up the ladder when <laughs> the top two guys are still coaching. Yeah, <laughs> Highland, and, and, and Bob Highland's got a heads and shoulders above yeah, everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. To say that somebody's head and shoulders over Jerry Sins is really something. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think Highland's over five hundred, and yeah, Sins, Sins is just is, barely over four hundred. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so I don't think anybody's ever going to catch but Bob. You know, four hundred wins and four nights—that's almost ten wins a year. I yeah. said, that's remarkable, and, yeah. and you're barely climbing up the ladder. So yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just kind of neat. We've got two guys like that in the state of Wisconsin. You so, bet, so, you bet. So. All right, uh, kind of a surprising note here that I heard yesterday, or the other day was uh, Braylon Allen is going to skip his senior year yeah, and go I, to uh, I, I the NFL. Well, there was always rumors, but, uh, you know, I said, you know, it's and it, you know, the thing about him, you know, he's not a slam dunk at all. I, Mel Kuyper, I believe, has him ranked 10th as a yeah, running back. And yeah. To me, that's third round. Yeah, you know, right. Maybe fourth even, you know, because uh, in the last few years, running backs in the first round have been very rare. Uh, the kid from Texas who went to uh, Atlanta this year, I think, was like 10th. Yeah, but right. Had, Robinson. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. have been, been too many. And, you know, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say, but. And he's decision. been he's been kind of often injured here yeah, la- lately. Yeah, he's looking at longevity. I don't know. So, but. Uh, you know, he sure went out with a bang in the Minnesota game. You know, I know he's playing hurt, but he really put his heart and soul in that game. And and the thing that disappoints me a little bit is he is skipping the bowl game too. So yeah, I know, was kind of yeah, disappointed with disappointed that. Disappointed that I'd like to see him going out, but uh, yeah, you know that's it's that seems to be the norm these days. People declaring yeah. for the draft and then skipping the bowl game. So I don't know. So well, I think they all look at Joe Thomas that one year when he got hurt in that yeah, bowl game. Yeah, absolutely. So it does. <laughs> It does come into play. So. One other note here. I just read this today uh, that uh, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association's head coaches have been announced. Yep. And uh, the eight-player head coach for the North is Keldrick Stokes yeah, of Thorpe. Yeah, good for him. I said, you know, yeah, he's such a neat guy. Yeah. And he, it was just fun to watch him coach that state championship game over in Rapids that day because he really brings a lot of enthusiasm to the program. and. I'm guessing he's going to have a couple of his own players on his team too. <laughs> I would assume yes, yeah. yes. Of course, that is for I believe seniors. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a couple of good ones there. Yeah. So, but, oh yeah. Yeah. He he's really brought a lot of you know he just brought the whole city of Thorpe together, the area up there with that program, and uh, good for him. Yeah. It's nice to see. So. Keldrick Stokes will yep. be head uh, head man for the North eight player team yep. at the uh, All Star game. And that eight-player All-Star game is on July nineteenth. Yeah, it, over yeah, the, the eighth man is Friday night, yep. and then uh, the other, uh, the large, the small school is early after, like noon, and then like four o'clock, the large school is. Yep. So yep. that's all at Oshkosh Titan Stadium. So. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, volleyball, Wisconsin volleyball team. Yep. Has uh, their tournament game tonight against Jackson State. Eight. Yep. Yep. Jackson State. <laughs> That's where Walter Payton went. To yeah, school. you don't you don't hear them about volleyball, <laughs> no. but I guess not around here. Yeah. I haven't heard of any sport except for no. when Walter Payton played football. Yeah, there. right. Yeah, I was, I thought wasn't they like uh, NCAA two or three when Payton was there? I don't think they were NCAA. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. For they sure. may not have been at that time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's they're coming to Madison. So and uh, of course the first two rounds are both at, at the uh, badges will be hosting at the field house. So, yep, so. Miami and Northern Iowa in the yep. first matchup tonight, mm-hmm. and then the winners would face off tomorrow night. Yep. 
So. For that. Yep. So. All right. Uh, Packers getting ready for uh, the Kansas Chiefs City. Sunday night. Sunday night. I like the way their defense has come together. You know, I said, everybody said with the, the doom when Rasul Douglas was traded, you know, and of course, Eric Stokes is hurt. Yeah. Savage was hurt. But um, Valentine, the seventh round pick, has really stepped in. Yes, he has. He looks like he could be a shutdown corner. Yeah. He really yeah. does. Did a nice job against Detroit. You know, you're not going to keep Detroit's receivers off the board, but they did a nice job that day. So And Kansas City's receivers aren't, you know, lights out no, anymore no, like they used to be. No, you don't have a three kill or anything like that. Their big man is Kelsey. Right. You know, and 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 it sounds like uh, the Packers have got some help coming. It sounds like Stokes is coming, going to be ready to play. Um, Savage is going to be ready to play. So, you know, it should be helpful. But uh, the big thing is, you know, I think Detroit, they got a really nice pass rush. They they put pressure on uh, the quarterback all day there. And, of course, Gary had a great day with three sacks and, yeah. of course, fumble. And, and they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to get in Mahomes' face. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. No, because Mahomes is yeah. more mobile than much Jared more Goff. Mobile, much more mobile. So, <laughs> so, but, uh, not easy catching him. Yeah. Um, I like the way Jordan Love is playing too, Larry. Yeah. And uh, I ran across some stats the other day. Okay. Of course. Uh, most people realize Aaron Rodgers was a rookie in 2008, and in Aaron Rodgers' first 11 games, the Packers were five and six. Aaron Rodgers had 2,599 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Jordan Love in 2023, a five and six record, 2,599 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. <laughs> I just that's pretty similar. Just practically, you know, uh, identical. Yeah, you know, just identical. Yeah, you know, and I, and we've seen too much, too good things out of Rodgers. I don't think we quite remember 2008. We kind of wiped that out of our mind. You know, You're right? Yeah. But you know, so 2008 was a struggle. But in 2009, he took him to the playoffs. Right. So if you know the Packers are in contention this year, and the schedule is not too bad going down, but even if they don't, I think better things are ahead. Yeah, because I yeah. think he he's really got his feet on the ground now. Now, I, you know, you, we don't want to set the bar up no. at Aaron Rodgers' no. level. No, but he's 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 least in the neighborhood. Right, right. there's he's in, he's in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. He's in now. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Rogers, he's been cleared to uh, return to practice. Yeah, twenty one days. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if that's something you need with that offensive line they have. I don't know if that's something he'd want to get out there and do, but. Well, I was just listening to some programs this morning, and and uh, they said defenses are just going to pin their ears oh, back yeah, and absolutely. come after them. That's what uh, Buffalo did the first night. Yeah, on, on that very first sack, that's what they did. They pinned, and uh, you know, you're talking. You know, I, I don't know who what their schedule is down the line, but uh, their offensive line has been very porous. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, boy, I'll tell you, I don't know. It just because a normal to for a torn Achilles is like. Ten nine, months, yeah, nine, ten months. You know, and, he's got eleven weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you know, back in twenty thirteen, he came back from a broken collarbone and played the last game of the season in the playoffs too. So yeah, he might be a fast healer, I guess. So I don't know. Maybe it's all that weird stuff he does in the off season. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> well, they're projecting if by rule, I guess by rule, the Jets have twenty one days yeah. to decide whether or not to activate, activate him. him. Yeah, and that period would expire December twentieth. And their next game would be the Washington Commanders. Yeah, you know, so we'll see. And the Commanders pretty much got rid of all their defensive linemen. So, but by the twentieth, I don't see 
the biggest reason I'd come back is if they were in playoff contention. Yeah, and I don't think by December twentieth, I don't think they're going to be in playoff contention no, anymore. No, so, I don't. So, I don't see that happening. So I don't know. It's up. You know, it'll be interesting and it's something to talk about. Anyway, <laughs> I guess. At least for the Jets, I, I said. I said, you know, who who'd have thought that they dro- they really dumped on Zach Wilson really fast, and now they're with Tim Boyle. And of course, Tim Boyle was behind Rodgers in Green Bay, but. Uh, um, so far, I, I, I've heard a lot of bad things about Nathaniel Hackett again. <laughs> well, I seen I seen something. You probably seen this too, where they somebody put up all the people that Rogers wanted in oh, Green Bay, and yeah. they all failed. Yeah, <laughs> and I said Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch last weekend. Yeah, on, did that, not play on, on Black Friday, and and Randall Cobb's name hasn't come up. And they said Billy Turner. They call him a turnstile. At offensive guards. So. Yeah, and, and yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, they say, is not doing no very well. And what's hurting another thing? I think people are looking at what Denver's doing this year under uh, and under Peyton, and and it really makes Hackett really look bad because they really haven't changed a lot of personnel. Well, and you know, getting back to that, the comment that Sean Payton made last yeah. year or earlier this yeah. year about him not yeah. being a good coach. Yeah. He may not be a good head coach. No, he may, he, a lot of these are coordinators are not good head coaches. Yeah, look at Josh McDaniel. Yeah, he's been terrible as a as a head coach, and I mean he supposedly learned under the best. Right, and he's been a fail. Uh, Matt Patricia, I mean there hasn't anybody come in, out of the Bill Belichick tree that's been good. You know, no, not really. No, they haven't. So no. I said, I said, it really nobody's had a good tree. You know, maybe Kyle Shanahan's had some guys. You know, because you figure Lafleur. And uh, uh, McDaniel down at Miami, they've all came out from under Sean. Uh, Probably one of the better ones over the years was uh, uh, who was the big coach for the Packers? Holmgren. Holmgren. Yeah. yeah Mike he, Holmgren. Yeah, and, of course, he came out of a heck of a tree, too. In San Francisco. Yeah, he came out of the Bill Walsh tree, which right. really was very successful. There. But if you look back in 1992 yeah. in their press book that yep. they used to have, yep. and there are a lot of former head coaches yeah. on that staff. Yep. Yeah. In the NFL. Yeah. Speaking of that, you know, yeah. speaking about that team, you know, because um, Frank Wright was co- fired at Carolina this yeah. week, you know, first season on the job. He becomes the third coach in an NFL history to be fired in back to back seasons. <laughs> and and one, and, and you talk about that 1992 picture, was Ray Rhodes. He, ah, he got Ray fired Rhodes. in Philadelphia, and Ron Wolf, oh, swooped him right up when Holmgren went to Seattle. And he lasted one year in Green Bay. And yeah, he got fired that's right. Ray Rhodes. So, wow. Yeah. And Chad Kel- uh, uh, Chip Kelly was the other one. Philadelphia fired him, and he went to San Francisco, and San Francisco fired him after a year or two. Oh, I didn't even realize he was yeah. in the NFL, yeah, to tell was. you the truth. Well, he had all that success in Oregon. Yeah. You know, that crazy, crazy off. It's, and he tried to take it to the NFL. It didn't work <laughs> in Philadelphia, and it didn't work in San Francisco. And I believe he's he's – He's at UCLA now, I believe. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised with Frank Reich. They yeah. really didn't give him a chance no, there. I didn't think. You know, you know, I said the people, and I'll I'll say this time and time again: these first round dra- guys come in, they are not. They need to sit and watch for a little bit, but they throw Bryce Young right in there, and you know, when you had that first pick in the draft, Larry. You got a lot of other holes too, and, well, and a lot of times it's the offensive line, and that quarterback takes a beating. You know, yeah. you look at the kid at Jacksonville was the same way. Yeah. He struggled a couple of years. Ja- uh, Fields at Chicago is struggling, and, and it's a lot. They've got too many holes, and you can't put that on the quarterback. 
back. I think the one guy that's I think has really been impressed over the years, and now he's hurt, is Joe Burrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Know, but I think he went into a pretty good situation in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these top draft picks go to bad teams. Yeah, yeah. But you can't. I don't know if you can blame the coach for that. No, absolutely not. It, Give it, him a chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to start up on the top. And I said, and I've always thought the Packer philosophy. You know, of having these guys sit a couple, two, three years has been best yeah. thing good yeah. for them. So, you know. Well, and they're in a situation where they can. Yeah. <laughs> I say, you know. I mean, if you're behind Aaron Rodgers, you know, you're not going to. starting quarterback since 1992. <laughs> my goodness, you know. <laughs> that don't happen. No, it, and it ain't never going to happen again, no, Larry. So. No, no. All right. Uh, Thursday night, NFL football tonight. Uh, Seattle at Dallas. Yeah. Boy, they got a lot of people high in Dallas again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their defense is playing pretty good, though, so. Um, but well, I'll tell you what, I said I still wait, wait for uh, Mike McCarthy to make the coaching mistake. You know, he I don't know. Their defense is good. Though, yeah, it so, is. Yeah. But I do not think they're San Francisco good, and I do not think they're Philadelphia good in the NFC. Until they can beat them. Until they beat, and they haven't done it yet. So, no, so, no. So. But uh, good game Sunday, too, though. San Francisco at Philadelphia. Yeah. That yeah, a couple a of good ones here lately. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, Packers at Green Bay uh, uh, hosting Kansas City on and of course, already the swift look is onlookers have been looking to see if there's a. I uh, talked to a guy that I know in Green Bay, yeah, and he said he uh, talked to somebody last night, yeah, and uh, they said she's she has rented a suite is that at right? Lambeau Field, but <laughs> he he wasn't sure if he was just saying that or it, it might be for Kelsey's family too. You know, yeah, you never know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it matters. You know where the cameras are going to be pointing. Yeah, at it. yeah. And, and it always drives the rankings up for the games too. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, that'd be interesting, in Green Bay, if she is there. Yeah, you bet. Because she's been on some kind of big tour too, though. Yeah, you know. But so. I think that's over now. Okay. So. All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee Bucks. They won their uh, pool. Yep. Their group. Yeah. So they are now advancing on in that in tournament. They're in, in the quarter, season. They're in the quarterfinals, and yep. they host New York on Tuesday. In the in-season tournament, so, yeah, uh, they have uh, Chicago tonight and host Atlanta Saturday, but they're playing much better. They won eight out of their last ten, Larry. They I think a that slow start. I think that uh, grouping is starting to get together. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, Lillard and Giannis look like a good match. <laughs> yes, they do. And I'll tell you, uh, Brooke Lopez is playing at a high yeah. level again. So I didn't realize his brother's on the roster again. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. he hasn't really done much, <laughs> no, but he's no. on the roster. <laughs> One guy with hair and one yeah, guy without. He has the best hair on the team. Yeah. You know, so, but, well, uh, the most hair, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they've been playing well. I mean, yeah. the, the starters, have, Middleton's kind of fitting in a little yeah. bit. He hasn't been, had yeah. to be that primary or a second you primary know, they've guy. they've had some injuries, too. Crowder's, yeah. Crowder's out for a little bit here, but uh, um, a couple of, you know, Beasley's playing very Beasley's well. Beasley's playing well. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's going to get better, and hopefully they have Crowder back for the late season run, and, you know, everybody else is fitting in. I thought... Bochamp might do a little more, but he hasn't. Quite, yeah, he's not getting there quite yet. But uh, well, they got a deep bench, though. So. Oh boy, you bet. Yeah, Connaughton's playing. You talk very... some of the names that are coming off the bench. <laughs> it's like wow, they could be starting on soon. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're doing well. So, but uh, uh, we should mention uh, Larry before we leave. Yeah. Uh, the conference championship games in uh, college football. Oh yes, couple, yes. Uh, Friday night, the uh, Pac-12, Oregon versus Washington. That's five versus three. Uh, Saturday, the Big Twelve. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma State, that's 7 versus 19. Uh, SEC, number 1, Georgia versus number 8, Alabama. Big 10, Saturday, number 2, Michigan versus number 18, Iowa. And the ACC, number 4, Florida versus number 15, Louisville. And 
we'll see. You know, right now it's Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. We'll see what happens come Sunday. So I tell you, if if uh, those teams all lose, yeah, <laughs> it's going to set up yeah. something else. Yeah, Ohio State's. You know, the only one that can't help themselves is Ohio State. Right. Yeah, they're they're sitting there with nothing. They're nothing. So. Yeah, it's and with the loss, their last game is a loss. So, yeah, but, yeah. It'll be interesting to yeah. see how that shapes yep. up. Yep. After so. uh, and then Sunday's a big selection yep. show so, yeah, for all the bowl yeah, games. Yeah, all the bowl games and um, talk to Danny Cop. Of course, Jacob is in a band, and they're talking maybe someplace in Florida or maybe even Las Vegas. Well, really? Yep. So because hmm. CBS had them. Pretty much for the last few weeks in the Music City Bowl. Yeah, and I've also heard the one, uh, the one in Detroit too. I've heard that. Mm, okay, Motor City Bowl. Motor City Bowl. That's it. Okay, so I've heard right. that, but we'll never know until you know. So, yeah, but, you can speculate all you want. Yeah, but it's... you know, but the the band does travel for the bowl game. Though, okay, so, so, all right. So, so. Uh, let's see. There's one other thing here. The Brewers. There's a couple of notes here from the Brewers. Uh, they're looking at signing that uh, that rookie sure to. Is. Yeah, to a, a big long, contract. Long, yeah, they're talking ten years or better, I believe. So they did something like that with Ryan Braun when he first came up. Yeah, too, you know, yeah, so. Cheerio, Jackson Cheerio. Cheerio yeah. he's been the minor league player of the year the last yeah. two years. So, yeah, you know, the thing is, you know, he's an outfielder, and they really have a glut of young outfielders. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. you know, so maybe some trade bait out there. Yeah, you know, so and then uh, Devin Williams won the Trevor Hoffman yep. National. League reliever of the year award. And the Brewers have really had a hold on that award. Yeah, they have. <laughs> Five of the last six years. Five of the last six years. So. The only guy that hasn't won it for the Brewers was uh, Edwin Diaz last year yep. for the Mets. Yep. And if Josh Hader would have stayed in Milwaukee, I think Josh Hader probably would have won it there. So. Yeah, he won it uh, three years out of four. Yeah, you bet. So, yeah. Yep. So. And uh, Salt Lake City, Utah has been selected as the preferred host for the 2034 Winter Olympics. Okay. They had it there. 2002. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What a nice spot for a winter Olympics. Yeah. Too, yeah. So. Beautiful. So, yeah, Beautiful. So. All right. So we got boys basketball coming yeah. up tomorrow night. Nielsville at Durand, Arkansas. 7-15 is game time. Yeah. Dick and I will be there with the call yep. on 92.7 WPKG. That'll do it for two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.